Welcome to You Gotta Have Faith. What is faith? In Hebrews 11th chapter, first verse, the Apostle Paul writes, Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. One playwright writes, it's believing you see white when your eyes tell you black. It's a belief where no one else believes. Dr. King says if you don't believe in something, you'll fall for anything. This is a podcast about faith. This is a Christian podcast where we share our faith and belief in God. Also in mankind, the goodness and kindness in mankind. In today's world, we see lots of ugliness based on racism, misogyny, and age-old grudges. But there's goodness in all of us. There's goodness in this world. But it begins with our belief. you got to have faith. All right, today is March the 2nd. We've got the gang here, uh, Craig and Deb. Good morning. How is it March already? I know, it's amazing. <laughs> just well, February, February always goes really, really quickly. Just like, happened. Boom, just like that. <laughs> All righty, and uh, we're going to talk about angels. We're going to dive into uh, Psalms 91, uh, verse 11, and also I'm sure we'll touch on some other things, and also just the concept of angels. You know, where did, where, where did the concept come from? Not concept, but you know where where the angels ideas come from. Of angels. The ideas of angels and um, there are angels even in uh, Jewish text in uh, the um, in Islam, and mm-hmm. of course also in Christianity. But before we do all of that, uh, I'll engage us in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for waking us up this wonderful Saturday morning, this rainy Saturday morning. We thank you that thank we're thankful for. Um, just the goodness and the motivation that you give to us waking up um, and um, diving into your word to deliver uh, the message that you have to give to us so that we can give to others. Uh, we ask that you, uh, that you bless our family, our friends, to help us in our spirits and to just give us the, the spiritual fuel that we can take to uh, motivate us through the rest of the week. Um, we thank you. We love you. We thank you for the blessings that you give to us. And we ask that everything that we say, everything that we do, everything that we are is blessed by the love that you give to us. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. 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 All right. Yeah. So (laughs) it was my turn to pick and Mm -hmm. I, I almost chose to talk about Lent since it's next week, but for some reason, angels kept coming into my mind Mm. and people talking about their guardian angels. Yeah. Um, my aunt was in a, severe car accident and she's in in the icu she had a was this recent 10 hour spinal surgery oh my gosh earlier this week oh and my gosh. Um, what's her name atioli atioli yoli is her name yolanda <coughs> yoli. oh that's pretty and um she you know they've they've kept her sedated and they're lightly lifting up the sedation because they don't want her to move around yeah, right. um um so we won't know how severe anyway the I, we, I was thinking about guardian angels a lot. Well, yeah. Let's, but, um, let's but think I'm about that and hold <laughs> <yoke> in <laughs> our prayers. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, we'll be praying for. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So um, I wanted to talk about angels. When I was looking for specific verses about angels and guardian angels, this is the verse that came up, Psalm 91, 11, and maybe 12. Mm-hmm. Reg, do you want to read it from the NIV? Sure. Uh, this is the NIV version, Psalms 91, verse 11 and 12. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you uh, in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. There you go. Yeah. So uh, when I was reading and researching last night, angels are mentioned a lot throughout the Bible, but also not named that much. There are just a few named angels in the Bible, Michael, Gabriel, (coughs) um, Raphael. Uh, was Raphael named? Yeah, Gabriel so. gets around. He, he, well, he's a, he's a messenger. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. definitely. Yeah. Well, actually, I don't think he's named so much a messenger as Michael is. Oh, really? Oh, wow. um, but, you know, when we think of, I think as a culture in America, when we think of angels, we think of the the Protestant Christian idea of angels, because you mentioned that there are, are in other religions. Sure, yeah. Um, I know so many people in the 80s who had that picture of that little cherub. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. From the Sistine Chapel. Yeah, like a little child. Yeah, like a little baby, like all fat and cuddly with cute little wings behind it. Yeah. Um, And that, I think people either think of that or they think of, you know, a tall, imposing figure in long robes and heraldic 
wings. Yeah, and, right. Um, what do you guys think of when you think of an angel? I, thi- I think of the latter. Yeah. Um, basically because of, you know, like in the Christ story in the New Testament, uh, the angel appears to the women. Uh-huh. Mostly. Go figure. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, and the very first thing, you know, the angel says is, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. And yeah. uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm imagining it's a pretty fearsome sight. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> even if with our images that we have painted of like those perfectly beautiful people <laughs> with their long robes and long hair and wings. Mm-hmm. When I was reading last night and uh, about the different choirs of angels, the different tiers of angels, oh, yeah, the yeah. seraphim, you know, um, that the link I sent you guys, mm-hmm. it describes the descriptions of a lot of these angels is terrifying. It, yeah. It would like be. Yeah. Wings with eyes all over them and feet of oxen and, yeah, I had um, – there was a one passage where I guess there was an angel that had four heads or uh-huh. – uh, and that was um, – Isaiah? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, I also read that uh, Daniel was, I guess, the first one to actually recognize an angel by name. Hmm. Oh. Daniel 9th, chapter 21st verse. Oh, nice. And that was interesting. Um, uh, he and they, f- they start in Genesis and they go all the way through, uh, um, you know – Beelzebub and and Mm -hmm. the end of the world and the angels are there fighting. Um, What about guardian angels? Do you guys believe in guardian angels or think about guardian angels? You know, I was talking to Craig earlier about this and um, I kind of, I I do. I mean, uh, I don't think that you can, you know, if we we say that we're Christians and we believe in God and Jesus Christ, I mean, you know, Jesus is sort of like an angel in, in my mind because, you know, he is derived from God and, you know, he delivers a message and he protects us. And I think angels, when I think of angels, um, they are protectors. I think about the people who have died in my life, Mm -hmm. who uh, there are times where I'll dream after someone has died and I'll see them in my dreams and either they'll give me a hug or it's it's a comforting thing. Hmm. And usually sometimes I had lucid dreams where I know that I'm dreaming. I know, okay, this is this is not real. But there are times where I have these dreams, and it's a, such a comforting feeling that I can't help but feel this person is communicating to me, letting me know everything is okay. Who knows? It may be in my mind, but I, I, I truly believe. And you think of that as an angel yeah. experience? Yeah. Mm. I think all, <clears throat> all in all, I mean, I have like a, I guess, coming from my particular faith and whatever, I have like an, in, an in-house kind of skepticism. Of angels? Of angels and anything that, you know, requires kind of like a belief in supernatural. Good. I was going to ask you <laughs> if you believed in angels at all. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's, a, it, you know, but I, but I feel as though um, one of the things that I'm getting from the scripture lately, as far as like how it relates to faith and so forth, is an idea that it's okay that there is this bigger, more mysterious, supernatural force of explanation, you know, of explanations that I can't explain. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's okay. It's, it's, it's not something I have to kind of like, you know, take sides about. Oh, that's what faith is, that's right? What, that's what yeah. faith is, but it's also, um, you know, to me, it's kind of like, uh, you know, God telling me, it's like, look, there's no way you're going to figure out how I think yeah. or how I love. It's, it's beyond you. It's beyond you, Craig. Yeah. It's it, and it's beyond you. <clears throat> and I'll send you all these ideas, which are going to conflict and may not have anything to do with kind of the day to day. And still, I want you to kind of reach towards that that brass ring, but know th- know that you, you're not going to know how I love or how I feel. You're only going to strive for it. Yeah. You know. And you, and I, it's not necessary. And it's not necessary for you for you to know those things. But it is necessary for you to kind of wrap your heart around it yeah what i was going to say is i don't think that we you know people can say oh that's just silly you know we can't but if if you believe in god where do we get our belief from god from the bible you know when do we say oh that can't be real or that can be real god speaks to us and he speaks to us in different ways sometimes it's through you know things that happen in our lives and we're like how how can we explain this this has to be you know the love of god you know i've heard about individuals who had like my, i have a um, my grandmother who, before she passed away she had cancer and, and the doctor said listen we're going to cut your tongue out because that's the only way that you can survive but she prayed on it and she i guess had some sort of i mean she was 87 years old 
she used some she had she gargled. I'm not sure what she gargled with. But to make a long story short, the cancer was gone. Well. And you hear these stories, these miracles. Mm-hmm. Uh now how's it tie in with angels? I mean, I think I really do think that there are there are guardians that, you know, sort of come into our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think as a Christian we have to be rational about how we praise God to not just sit down and say, Okay, we'll we'll wait for, you know, a miracle to happen, but we're not gonna do anything. But we also have to acknowledge that sometimes a miracle, miracles do happen yeah. and that angels and spirits come into our lives. Yeah, I think like you were saying before about your relatives, like I do believe that when we die, we go to a, another spiritual plane and, and mm-hmm. that, that's where the angels are. Sometimes when I think about angels and fallen angels like Lucifer yeah. or all the demons that they list, that I think – are fa- did fallen angels have to go all the way, like, <laughs> below the plane of Earth? Or maybe we're the fallen angels. Oh, that's which, interesting Which concept. also kind of feeds into a, a different tangent, which we don't have to go into, but that, Craig, you, you think that Satan is within the pe- uh, us people and that – because you don't believe in Satan. No, I don't. <coughs> but, but he is an angel, <laughs> and, okay. Um, okay. albeit a fallen one. Uh-huh. Um, and, and then I was thinking, too, about a lot of people think that everyone has, like, a guardian angel assigned to them. Oh. But, like, a one-on-one relationship. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. A, I, like I a think mentor. It, I think it takes an army. <laughs> <laughs> I think that all of my relatives are guarding me. Like, yeah. it's got – there's too much going on. Yeah. <laughs> You know, we've, t- we've talked about Christianity. We've, we've talked about so practical, Dad. <laughs> we've talked about Christianity and pop culture. I was also thinking about angels in pop culture. There's so many like TV shows oh, sure. and, and yeah. movies about angels, like Touched by an Angel. Uh-huh. If you want to, you know, go a very, very almost um, Disney-like, you know, feel. But there's also, I think Keanu Reeves was in. Um, what was it? Um, oh, Constantine. I think that oh, was yeah. a movie yeah. where it was sort of a almost Matrix-like. I think he was going – it was post-Matrix, and everyone's trying to say, hey, I've got this Matrix-like character. And there's an angel, but he's gritty, and he's got a leather coat, and he's going <laughs> to fight things. And he's not dead. He's not alive. But, you know. Well, it's interesting because a lot of <clears throat> the characteristics of angels as they were defined either in the Middle Ages or in the Bible – are warrior-like. Yeah, they're like yeah. superheroes, aren't uh, they? Yeah, yeah. and yeah. there's this Christian author named Frank Peretti. Mm. And and mm-hmm. back in the 80s, I don't know what year, he he wrote a book called This Present Darkness. And and it was about this tiny little town um, where people are living their everyday lives and having conflicts and conversations. And in the background... Angels and demons are fighting for that. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I think that was a. Um, I've heard about that concept before, where I, f- I forget. Um, I was reading. I think it was something that you sent us, where there is a spirit. There's a concept that there's a spiritual battle going on that mm-hmm. we humans don't know anything about, and and also it's mentioned in the Book of Job, where the devil makes a deal with God. Listen, you can touch jo- Job, but don't kill him. <laughs> just but just going ruin to, his life as much as possible. <laughs> right, and get him to denounce the name of God. So you hear about these spiritual battles that are happening without, you know, um, without the humans, uh, us humans knowing about it. Yeah, it's interesting how we characterize, like you were saying, angels in pop culture like this book. Mm-hmm. And there was a book that came out, because tw- I read a lot, people. Mm-hmm. There was a book <laughs> that came out in 2017 called Angelology. Angelology and that is... We've def- like as a culture, I've defined of, as a study of angels, mm-hmm. and this book was groundbreaking. It, it, it kind of has an Orpheus element, um, but it, it follows a nun in New York who unwittingly ignites a battle between the angels and <laughs> oh, humans wow. and demons, um, and a group of a secret group that's studying angels and battling them and yeah um and that we have and and the search for angel dna so it was like oh good oh wow yeah. <laughs> finally <laughs> finally yeah wasn't wasn't it faust where i guess there's a conversation between the devil and god the fallen angel before i guess he fell to dis, to, to debate about power yeah about yeah. power yeah yeah, yeah I, I also think about the fallen angels as we we think of demons and fallen angels as ugly characteristics and scary characteristics, 
But if Lucifer was like the be- most beautiful, most shining light of God, why is he so ugly when we think when we depict yeah. him? Well, I mean, we reduce <laughs> things. You know, we want a very black and white picture. We want a very linear yeah. picture, I think. Um, and, and, and I think it's reduced. And I think it's it's. I don't know if it's unfortunate, but, you know, we, we things can be more complicated than just a black and white. You know, Lucifer has to be evil, so he has to look horrible and have horns and, you know, the yeah. fangs and all that sort There's of stuff. There's a TV show, I don't know if it's still on, that came out a couple of years ago where a guy, Lucifer, comes to Earth because he's kind of bored. <laughs> <laughs> and he, like, oh, helps you know, a detective or something. I think I've and heard he's, about and that. And he's really sexy and beautiful yeah. it's like a one and done season <laughs> yeah, like, you know. yeah. <laughs> i heard about that i don't know how, you, how much violence you could get out of that like, <laughs> oh but some shows have been on forever that you're like why is this happening right um there's i wanted to also reference another kind of pop culture depiction about angels in a, in a book um the dresden files which is a series by john butcher which was made into a, a tv show for one season hmm. by nick cage um, where he is a wizard and he's battling all these supernatural forces. But one of his allies is Michael Carpenter, who is the angel, hmm. Michael. Hmm. <laughs> and he is a warrior and has a sword. Oh, wow. Um, and he helps him battle demons. Hmm. And so uh, what, do you, what do you guys think about angels as warriors instead of just people making sure that we don't trip or <laughs> <laughs> get in a car accident. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't really have a lot of uh I don't have a lot of thoughts about the, you know, specific image uh-huh. of angels. It's more um to me, it's more of like a <coughs> a, a metaphysical kind of thing yeah. uh, to help us as as people um progress. I don't know where it's difficult for mere mortals to progress, and it is difficult. Life is difficult. It's difficult to sit and lay bare all of the. For me, it's difficult to sit and lay bare all the evil that's in me, the things that really bother me that I'd like to kind of like turn around, or move on, or grow from, or grow grow from and into something, you know, better. Um, but and so, and it's also difficult. It's equally difficult for me to accept that. Hey. There's something precious inside of me, too. It's really hard for me to kind of, like, you know, fathom that as well and go, like, no, no, it can't be. I've got, but, you know, we have to think about that. We have to think about there's something very precious inside of us. And we have to think about there's something very precious inside of, you know, our neighbor Mm, or our partner. Wait, pause on that thought because this psalm that I referenced, Psalm 91, Mm -hmm. I want you to hear this. Yeah. Because he loves me, says the Lord. I will rescue him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I think about the you know what the the angels part, and just like it's it's kind of having a, a presence in front of you that says like you don't have to look at all the really really evil things that that are happening and, and make that the definition of you, mm-hmm. and you may not be able to find the totally precious part of you that God knows that you are and that you should really come close to. So I'm going to be here and balance the two for you. It's overwhelming for you, you mere mortal. And it's not up to you to figure all of it out. It's up to you to try and move through it. Try and move through the bad and try and attain the good. Mm -hmm. And try to look for the good in others. And try to understand the bad. So angels as guides. Angels as guides because you know those two things are Overwhelming. They're hard. They're overwhelming. Yeah. And and when you're going through pain or you're going through struggle or you're you're afraid about what happens next, mm-hmm. you know, this is yeah. kind of this is kind of a way of saying like, ease off. I got the wheel. I got yeah. the wheel for a while. Okay. You you know you you can just observe. You know. Yeah, I think um, as far as angels as warriors, um, it's it's a hard concept. To have, especially, you know, in the old, uh, and I hear about it in the Old Testament, you know, like uh, the, I think it's Gabriel. Who Angel had, Gabriel. Yeah, who had the, um, the armor. The armor. But. They all are described, if you look at the definitions, mm-hmm. 
Well, I sent the guys a link from Wikipedia about angels and the choirs of angels. Oh, you know, I think I'm thinking about Michael. Um, separations. And they, they describe almost all the angels with armor. Yeah. Hmm. But I think that, um, you know, I've often – there are a lot of folks who are like, oh, I don't need to pray. I can, I can figure it out all on my own. Instead of, you know, like there's a, there's a gospel song, just, uh, just take your burdens to the Lord and leave it there. Um, so when I think of angels, I think it's it's God's way of saying, listen, I'm going to there, – there is still room for miracles, and I can still protect you. And and I hear, you know, stories about, you know, things that happen. Like I remember my mom and I – this is my mom who passed away. We were in Seattle, and we heard a deafening scream um, blocks away because a woman – apparently there was an accident, and a, a, a woman's child was trapped under a bus. Oh, my God. And it was really, really, and we could just hear the screams. But I read in the story later on that the woman had lifted the bus, and uh, the woman, the child had gotten out. Huh. And people were like, "How in the world did this woman have the strength <laughs> to do that? Because just not possible." Yeah. Who knows if if an angel? Had and in Peretti's book, it would have been an angel helping her lift it. Yeah, yeah. So, you, so you hear things like that. So people can say, "Oh, that's just not true," or whatever. I think as a Christian, it's dangerous to say, well, I don't believe in any of these miracles. God has given me the ability through my mind or whatever to handle all of this. But if we start thinking that way, it's if we're intellectualizing ourselves away from spirituality. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a dangerous thing to do. Well, it's, it, it, you know, it, it, it could just lead you running in circles mm-hmm. as far as your faith. Whereas, you know, you, you, you've, got to, you, you've, got to, you've got to say, I can't rely on just me. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and, and in a way, you know, I feel like God is saying that, too, a lot. It's like it's not just you. Mm-hmm. You don't have to carry all the burden and you certainly don't have to carry the glory. Right. But, you know, I think angels kind of provide this idea of like a little bit of grace mm-hmm. that you can borrow from. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, you can borrow this grace. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, it was interesting. Um, and, you know, in terms of the supernatural, there's a, a woman at church and uh I'll go ahead and tell the story because it's not going to reveal anything. But her husband had died, and uh, apparently he would not leave. His presence stayed in the home. She remarried. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that husband died, and still the first husband was hanging out. I mean, you know, like doing weird things with lights and oh, interesting. Ghost, ghostly kind of things. Hmm. And so she finally talked to Father Justin, you know, our priest. Mm-hmm. And said, like, what can I do about this? I don't think I'm losing my mind because it's just been going on for 30 years. Kind of getting tired of it. And I'm going to be passing on, too, soon. And I don't want to get stuck here either, you know. Mm-hmm. And so he consulted a spiritual, you know, person, a uh, person who, you know, not necessarily <laughs> Christian, but dealt with, you know, spirits. Yeah. Spirits who are hanging out. And they offered... Uh, they said, and they instructed uh, Father Justin to come over and uh, and talk to this guy. So they did, and they said it may take a couple of times. And Father Justin goes like, "Look, you know, I think you're worried about getting on to the next realm, and uh, you need to kind of just get on with it, because your wife here wants to meet you someplace. She doesn't want to hang out here, and there's no reason. And if you're afraid, it's okay. We want to tell you it's going to be all right." Mm-hmm. You know, just get on with it. Two visits later, done. No more no weird. M- no more light. Gone. Interesting. Interesting. Gone. Moved on. Interesting. Yeah. And just needed some reassurance. Yeah. yeah. Reassurance. I mean, here was this ghost of this man, just kind of lingering. Mm-hmm. And so, it wasn't a matter of like, well, you know, I mean, we're all sitting there listening to the story, going like, <coughs> you know, you know, but. It's not happening to us, but, you know, at the same time, you know, there's this kind of like, you really have to kind of go like, look, it's not just about what we see mm-hmm. and what we feel and what we think we know. It, you know, the spirit and the power and the supernaturalness of God, um, in our case, you know, a heavenly Christian God, but just God, is beyond our understanding. Yeah. I have a question for, for Deb. Yeah. Um, when you've had 
relatives who've who've died or friends who have died, have you felt their presence afterwards? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I don't drink coffee, um, but my dad was a huge coffee drinker. Mm-hmm. And sometimes in that twilight time, I will smell coffee very strongly. Wow. And I know he's near. Mm. Um, I also, because I, I will go and get my tarot cards read or whatever every now and then, and they're always like, yours, your relative is here. Mm-hmm. And they're very specific. Yeah. Wow. So I, I'm very lucky that I have multiple guardians. I mean, sometimes I wish they'd be a little more interactive. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Could have used their help in Rome when I fell and busted my knee. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Ouch. But I I don't – they're working on some other things. (laughs) I guess. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I I definitely – I see them in my dreams. Mm -hmm. I talk to them. Yeah. How about you, Craig? No. Um, No. Um, Nothing really – um, or not yet? No, yeah, not at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I see, I see. Uh, there are certain people, certain who've been very influential. That you know, in my life, and and um, you know, they're gone mm-hmm. physically from this mortal world. But um, to me, they feel uh, or they felt like angels when they were hanging out, and mm-hmm. when I got a chance to interact with them. I'm thinking of. Uh, Grandma Connie, uh, uh, Daisy's mom, or mm-hmm. grandma, mm-hmm. and she was just a very powerful, positive, beautiful, loving force, you know, and I only had like maybe a half a dozen interactions mm-hmm. with her, Yeah, but it just like, it, it inspired me to kind of like believe that, that something like that deserved to kind of be sustained in the world. Even even if she had to leave it, yeah. And then there's Reverend Dr. Catherine who passed this past year, right? right. I was thinking who about I've, again, I've had like maybe a half a dozen personal interactions with. Um, but just being in being in the presence of, of, of those two people made me feel uh, as if you know their influence uh, was you know more powerful than uh, than just the the physical one on one eye to eye that happened in, in like I said just a, a few times mm-hmm. that their influence has sustained me and made me believe that you know they were really 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 special people angels maybe I don't know but just so much grace that I felt compelled not just to remember them but to to um, to try and uh, take those lessons and that warmth and that whole ideology and and say like you're gone, but you know the things that you you've done and said and exhibited at least in my life in these brief times are worth hanging on to, are worth sustaining, and you know I feel as though their presence helps me. Yeah, and you know I've often wondered you know. if there are people that come into our lives. Let's say let's say like a stranger. You may only met a moment. And they're like, they don't exist anywhere else. Like if, if, if angels have come into our lives and they're gone, and all of a sudden you try to find out who they are mm-hmm. and there's no existence of them. <laughs> I do wonder if things like that happen. In oh, that Michael. TV show. Oh, oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> See? <laughs> I wanted to kind of describe the different tiers of angels and get y'all's opinion on it. <laughs> the hierarchy? Yeah. So the highest form of angels are seraphim. Mm-hmm. Which is literally translated yeah. as burning ones. I think I have the same page. Oh, yes, Maybe you this do. is bigger. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Easier to read. I can read. Um, and, and that comes from the Hebrew Bible. And they're the highest class of angels, right? Mm-hmm. So they're the ones that are singing all the praises and, and, and protecting the throne. Mm-hmm. And when we look at their description, they have like four sets of wings and eyes on their wings and yes yeah, it's a bit scary they're <laughs> terrifying <laughs> two wings that cover their faces two that cover their feet and the last two they use to fly mm-hmm. oh that was a that reminds me of that dream is that in isaiah i'm thinking of that? that's isaiah okay good yeah i remember Isai- that. isaiah six yeah when he has that <laughs> yeah. horrific dream be not afraid of course <laughs> you're gonna be, be afraid of yeah that. be not afraid and then the cherubim, which is right under that. Then they, light his, then they light his mouth on fire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, yeah thanks a lot. Yeah, 
um, which people get confused with puti, which are wingless human baby kind of angel things. Um, the cherubim have four faces, an ox, a man, a lion, and an eagle. Mm. And apparently those I'm were later adopted yeah. as symbols of different um, saints. Sounds like a totem pole. Mm-hmm. The cherubim are usually described in Revelations. Um, and then there's a thrones is the next tier. And these are all called choirs of angels. Um, they're, they're mentioned by Paul, and they're, they represent justice. Mm. And, um, and, and their symbol is the throne, which is why they're called the thrones. And then um, after that are, are dominions. Um, they're, what do they do? They're the, a little lower angels, uh, but they are, they're, they're kind of our first tier that make themselves known to humans, apparently. And then there's the virtues, and they're the ones that kind of attribute virtue and power and might to us. And then there's the authorities. <laughs> the, so, so you can see that this second sphere is kind of like, Making sure that we're doing things in in alignment with God's will, mm-hmm. and then the third sphere we have the archangels. Um, well, we have the principles, and then the archangels. And the archangels is the one we hear all the stories about, yeah, because that's the tier that uh, those are the messengers and warriors of God. Mm-hmm. Um, the archangel Michael and Gabriel, and um, in other religions you see books where there's Uriel and and other other kinds of archangels as well. Um, Lucifer was an archangel. Um, it's interesting that there's so many. Why do we have to have so many tiers of angels? I, <laughs> I, I never, I never knew. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. I just think it's interesting that um, even in a spiritual realm, there's a hierarchy. <laughs> yeah, there's an or- organizational presence. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> One of these tiers are the people that have to fill out the forms <laughs> in triplicate. <laughs> What are, you, what are you reading there? Oh, just Islam. I was thinking about, you know, how angels are depicted in other religions. Yeah, so it says, um, let's see, the Quranic word for angel, malak, M-A-L-A-K, uh, derives either from malaka, meaning he controlled due to their power to govern different affairs assigned to them, or from the root, either from MLK, um, with the broader meaning of messenger just like its counterpart in Hebrew, in Greek. Unlike the Hebrew counterpart, the term is exclusively used for heavenly spirits of the divine world, but not for human messengers. The Quran refers to both angelic and human messengers as Razul instead. Mm. Yeah, Razul is a name that I've heard of for an an angel before. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, uh, and uh, it it goes into a lot of, but you know, there's the Baha'i faith and uh, even Satanism <laughs> has angels. Yeah. Um, and uh, well, because yeah, Satan was an angel. Right. Right. Exactly. And there are also. Um, and isn't the Hebrew word for angels? Doesn't that mean serpent? Which I thought was interesting because I was thinking about you know the serpent in the Garden of Eden. Yeah. I. Um, Judaism. The Torah. The Torah uses the term. Uh, Malak, Elohim, messengers of God, messengers of the Lord. Also, Bane, uh, sons of God. I think it's in the first sentence about the serpent, or at the top. At the very, very top? Yeah. Here? Yeah. Uh, let's see, an angel generally... Really, and, uh, and while you're reading that, when yeah, I was in ahead. Italy mm-hmm. and going through all those museums, mm-hmm. it's so interesting how the angels are depicted. Like, in medieval times, they are more like they're described in the Bible, kind of weird creatures. Mm-hmm. And then as... Humanoid. Humanoid. And then as painters became more adept, their wings, like, became, were birds' wings. Oh, okay. Like, they look like they were birds. And then later on Mm -hmm. in um, the Renaissance, they became the (coughs) um, androgynous, beautiful creatures. Yeah, yeah. With the white wings. Yeah. I guess in Satanism, they always look like pterodactyls <laughs> or something. Like that, yeah. You know, like leathery, yeah. <coughs> you know, bony wings. Now, here, here's a question. Bats. Because we talked about how we are, I guess, our image of, the, of angels are, you know, these pleasantly heavenly, you know, the childlike images. Are these images constructive or destructive? I mean, are, um, are we jaded by our images not just angels, but also just 
of Christianity, you know, like I see these pictures of Jesus Christ or whatever, and they're largely, I think it's the Renaissance period mm-hmm. where a lot of these uh, portraits are infused in our minds. Is it constructive or destructive? What do you think? Constructive or destructive? In other words, should we be guided by these images or should we say, well, that's just the image of one artist. I, I've got to maybe zap. <laughs> I mean, I, I do think that that it's the, it's one person's perspective. Yeah. Every t- I mean, or a collection of people who've agreed to make Christ a white man with, you know, long brown hair mm-hmm. um, <laughs> or that angels are the tall with the big giant wings. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think like you alluded to earlier that angels and spirits come in all shapes and forms yeah, yeah. and that the person sitting next to you on the bus might be an angel. Yeah, that's very, very true. Is what's that song from Joan Osborne? What if God were one of us? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. What if God were one of us? Yeah. I think, yeah. I, think that's what it is. I, yeah. I really do think like, mm-hmm. I, I do think like, I, so, I sometimes like I'm standing in a room or in a line and I'm like, where is the spiritual being here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> really? yeah, yeah. Look around. Where's the? Because I'm a weirdo. No, no, no. no. Always, I do yeah. that too, and I always kind of, I always kind of hope for a little bit of a miracle I can see. If I mm-hmm. can't see it, I'm going, I'm going like, you know, I know it's here. It's all. I'm probably just not looking in the mm-hmm. right direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or I'm thinking, you know, I'm not thinking that it's, it's kind of here because mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, if we, if we can, mm-hmm. you know, we can allow those miracles to be witness we can allow ourselves to be in the presence of them you yeah. know we, we can allow ourselves to be present what i think about is when the angel goes away what happens then yeah i mean what are we left with um you know come down and you know don't be afraid okay i'm not afraid okay um mm-hmm. uh, i got like news or i've got like you know uh, some something from beyond your you know mm-hmm. realm of understanding but just here here well, yeah here, they're here, sent here. to talk to us they, they freak us out. <laughs> they tell us not to be afraid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then they drop some enormous news. Yeah. <laughs> and then they leave. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and sometimes, sometimes instructions. Or what instructions. You do. Yeah. yeah. Like, 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 hey, Mary, you're knocked up. And by the way, you got to name him. This, you know. <laughs> but, you know, what happens afterwards? And, uh, and I think what we have to ask ourselves, well, what happens after, you know, we've experienced something, some, you know, we've been touched by grace or enlightenment or overwhelmed by you know, whatever, whatever it is that we're dealing with, whether it's our own evil or somebody's evil towards us, or whether we're trying to find, like I said, the precious thing in someone or the precious thing in ourselves, and it's all kind of overwhelming. And the angels, you know, appear, or our enlightenment happens, and then what happens next? And I think what we, what I pray for right now, you know, in you know, thinking about, you know, what happens next, I pray for discernment. Mm-hmm. You know. Now that this grace has happened, and now that you don't really have to face all the dark by yourself, or you don't have to be overwhelmed by trying to gain, you know, the beauty in in yourself or others, here's the power to discern. Mm-hmm. You know, the power to, you know, mm-hmm. kind of get a grip on it. Yeah. You know. Also, I was thinking, when I am connected with, let's say, when I have these dreams, and let's say my aunt or my mom. Or is talking to you, or let's say, you know, a good friend of mine, when I'm touched, quotes, by an angel, mm-hmm. it lets me know that I'm spiritually close, that, I, that I'm connected to God spiritually. And we can govern that. You know, that's not necessarily a miracle. I mean, we can govern based on what we take in our lives. You know, if we, you know, as you read the Bible more, as you go to church more, as you think about your relationship with God more, your spirituality is getting stronger and stronger. And I would guess that that's the greater the chance that an angel can come into your life or you can be connected spiritually, that you can sort of see or feel miracles or or what have you. Mm -hmm. You know, for those folks who, and I'm talking about folks who don't believe at all, atheists or or what have you, Mm -hmm. where they're so detached spiritually that they can't see the miracles surrounding them. We always think of angels as positive influences. Mm -hmm. Um and we, yeah, and we, like you were alluding earlier, that there are people who are like angels mm-hmm. in, in our realm. Mm-hmm. Um, I always, too, think, you were asking what happens when the angels go away. I think, what could I do to make a positive influence in somebody's life, be their angel, yeah. 
Um, but there's also in the Bible, the mm-hmm. angel of death. Oh, yeah. Passover. Yeah. Right. It's not always some positive. <laughs> the Grim Reaper. Yeah. Wasn't there. A Isn't that. Yeah. I forget about those there's kinds twi- of angels. Yeah, there's a Twilight. The, remember the Twilight Zone episode? Uh, this is Rod Serling's, the older version, where Robert Redford uh, played an angel of death. And there's an old woman in a basement, and she's like, I'm not letting anyone in. I can see the angel of death, and he's trying to get me in. As I'll stay alive as long as I keep him outside. And to make a long story short, Redford's character tricks her, her, her into Well, he is so in. charming, isn't he? Yeah, it? exactly. <laughs> and he says, listen. Just give me your hand. There's nothing tragic or traumatic. It's going to be wonderful. It's going to be okay. Just let go. Just like what you were saying. Um, and it was a really, really wonderful and peaceful episode. It's one of, it wasn't one of those, you know, crazy, you know, um, crazy episodes that you normally see on Twilight Zone. It was very, very peaceful. And it shows the angel of death as being a very charming, warm individual to say, listen, I can help you get to the other side. Mm. I like the angel helper. Mm-hmm. Like, um, it's a wonderful life, and Clarence is oh, trying to help oh, yeah, him I've understand. Go, yeah. And then there's the I actually have a bell in my house that I ring every now and then <laughs> in case an angel needs their needs wings. Needs their wings. <laughs> You're there to help. <laughs> Damn, I love it. Yeah. Damn, there to help. I'm like, oh, there's my bell. Oh. Ding, ding, ding. Right, right. <laughs> I can contribute to this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I know. What was That's I talking crazy. about? Discernment? No. Yes, <laughs> I know. I know. No, I think I, I, I think you know. Oftentimes, when uh, you know, uh, we say to ourselves, "It's too late," you know, it's too late to you know uh, find that grace in 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 someone else. You know, it's too late for them. It's too late for me. And or you know, it's it's too late to fix or change this habit. Mm-hmm. Or you know, it, and what I think is that you know. These episodes where you're confronted by, you know, those impossible tasks, I've got to change this bad thing. Mm -hmm. Or I really need to see the good in somebody and not the negative in somebody. And both things seem kind of like without, you know, beyond our reach. Mm -hmm. You know, I think when the angel comes, if it comes. Uh, And our acceptance to kind of go like, "Ah, it's overwhelming. It's too much. It's, It's too hard. Um, that the angel comes and says, "Like you're damn right, it's too hard." You know, you're you're absolutely right. You got that right. Yeah, this ain't a cakewalk. And but but the afterwards is, but I'm going to give you some wisdom, some discernment. You know, and be grateful for that because that's going to that's going to be able to do that. That that and of course time and reflection. But when know. I think of like some of the angel TV shows that we mm-hmm, mentioned. Mm-hmm. People are always learning how to either believe in themselves, sure, trust other people, or love other people, yeah. or forgive other people. Yeah, and a lot of people um, poo-poo some of these stories as Pollyannic, but sometimes it's necessary. We need to sort of have, you know, the the life lessons, and you know, there are reasons like in the Old Testament where angels come in, where we can't fight these battles. Like I think about Daniel in the lion's den. Um, this is a battle like he can't fight. So he needs a protector. He needs an angel to be there, uh, a, a symbol that God lives, that God is there to protect us. And he needs to believe that it, it's happening Yep, for him. Mm-hmm. That God has sent the angels to help us. Yeah, yeah. And protect us. That that's where that passage mm-hmm. from Psalms comes in, the idea of guardian angels. Yeah. Now it's wonderful. It's, it's fantastic. And the thing in, you know, going back to Isaiah, when he's, you know, when he's confronted with this, like, crazy, you know, spectacle mm-hmm. of all these weird, you know, insect creatures with six, <laughs> six of these and, you know, four of those and whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, I, I don't have the right to say anything. My mouth is not clean. I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy to see this. I'm not worthy to talk about it. I'm, and then they just go like, yeah, you're right. You're not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's, that's not the point. The point is, this is what's happening. Mm-hmm. And, and you need to understand that we're here to, you know, do the heavy lifting. All we need you to is kind of agree to the, the idea. I love you. God loves you. All you need to do is kind of agree to that a little bit, mm-hmm. and we'll get you on your way. You know, we'll get you on your way. Nice. Yeah, there you go. You know, I think there's like a fine line between 
asking for angelic help and expecting it and mm-hmm. and seeing it and worshiping God. Like yeah. I think you want to make sure that you're still worshiping God and not an angel. Yeah, that's right. Angel is the, mes- is the messenger right. of God. Yeah, exactly. And also, be, you know, you brought up the concept of being an angel, you know, being a messenger, being there for, for us, which goes into, you know, Jesus' lesson to us, you know, love God and love our, our neighbor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what we ask every week. We ask uh, for help mm-hmm. doing that. I would say, like, what we want to do is walk the good walk mm-hmm. and, walk and, and get further closer to divinity. But we need help doing that. We need help doing that. And we need to be able to recognize it in others when they're helping us. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was just thinking as I was looking at you, Craig, about a little angel, a little devil sitting on your shoulder. <laughs> like we see in cartoons. That's right. They're so, much, they're, they're so noisy. I'm getting PTSD <laughs> just thinking about the them. The battle between conscious and desire. <laughs> yeah. When I have heard from um, some people who are tuned to a spiritual realm that I don't have tinnitus. But every now and then I ha- have buzzing in my ears, and I'm not sick. Yeah, me too. And they say that it's mm-hmm. because angels are trying to talk to me, and I'm not listening. Oh, interesting. The, the frequency. I've had different people <laughs> tell me that before, like multiple people. Fascinating. That the angels are trying to talk to me, and I'm not listening, and I need to sit still and listen. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know. I'm crazy. Well, no. I, I, think, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think enough of us pay attention to our spirituality. You know, sometimes I feel like asking folks, just a random person, how's your soul? How's your mm. spirit? Wow. <laughs> just to see what they'll say. Here they'll probably be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Reg, that, I, Reg, I'm not going there. They'll either be like, and they'll be like, well, let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> and then you won't be able to leave for a few hours. Right. <laughs> it's so funny. I'm wondering, because uh, I, I think I have tinnitus, too, and I hear a ringing. Either sometimes it's a ringing or sometimes it's a uh, like a freight train. Is it all the time? All no, tinnitus is when it's all the time. It's all the time. Oh. Uh, but re- a lot of musicians have But that. recently, some of my hearing has come back. Oh. And, and what I can hear, I can hear more. I, I hear the ringing, but I'm able to hear, like, more beyond the ringing. So what I think of it is, like, I can hear pretty high frequencies. Oh. Just maybe you can, too. Mm-hmm. And, and it's annoying sometimes. Yeah. These very high frequencies. So, well, so now when I get that buzzing in my head i do i sit still and i'm like all right what are you trying to tell me what's going on in my life that you're trying to tell me about Mm -hmm. more ibuprofen sometimes (laughs) i don't get any answers (laughs) but but sometimes i'm like oh yeah you're right i should focus on that or i should try that or you know it's funny you guys are mentioning (laughs) that because i i especially as a kid it really bothered me hearing the it's like a faint like a high-pitched noise really high frequency yeah we but, all. <laughs> but, I, but I think that uh, maybe. But is it always? Well, I'm sure if I were to just be quiet and listen, I could probably hear it. But I think it drives people crazy when they can't ignore it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if I listen to other things, like when I meditate, every, every now and then I do meditate. And I'll say, okay, listen to the traffic. Listen to, I mean, this is one of the good things about the city, in my opinion. You know, there's always some, some noise. ambient mm-hmm. kind of noise. There's something on. ambient going on. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was a kid, uh, we used to, um, I think I told the story, we would, um, my grandparents had a country, and uh, had a farm in the country, in, in Maryland, and we didn't have any of these ambient noises, there were other ambient noises, but it was really, really quiet, and it kind of drove me, like, it was like, yeah. I need to hear something. <laughs> so I think as far as the tinnitus, I think because I can tell myself, listen to something else, oh. I don't. I can push it so far in the background that I don't hear it I anymore. think, though, the people who are diagnosed with tinnitus, that it is a very present sound in their mm-hmm. head and mm-hmm. that they cannot not hear it. Like, it doesn't go away. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's it's constant. Yeah. 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 But I don't have a constant buzzing. Mm-hmm. I don't oh, have a constant you. sound. Or okay. ringing. Or no, it just happens every now and then. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Okay. And I actually, I was tracking, cause people, because these people were telling me it was angels, I was like, Maybe I had a sinus infection. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I was like kind of monitoring when I heard it, yeah. like if I was sick or not. And Do you think it's due to stress? I mean, do you get it at certain times, emotional times or whatever? I haven't really tracked it okay. against my stress levels. Okay. So, but I will now. <laughs> <laughs> Something to think about. Yeah. Maybe an angel's trying to talk to you. Yeah. yeah. So um, I hope that people who are listening – believe that God has sent people to help them 
um, or spirits to help them. Mm -hmm. I do think that angels are everywhere, and I hope that people can be more open to to their messages. Yeah, and you know, just pay attention. You know, you, you never know. Someone be sitting next to you when you're <laughs> on the bar or whatever. Could be an angel, or you know, just pay attention to your spirit. You know, what's is God's talking to you? Is He sending something, mm -hmm. someone in y in your way? Who wants to close it up? May I? Yeah. Um, well, thanks. We're going to close up here and, and think. I mean, given this a lot to think about, too. I like it when we just have, like, weird random conversations. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we call it freestyling, people. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, it but it's more conceptual than literal. Yeah. Like, yeah, when yeah. we just look at verse. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I okay. like these. Yeah. Thank you. And I just want to say, dear Jesus, God, Lord, our Savior, in our presence, in our grace, that we're so happy to be with each other, with you, with the ideas that are brought forward with this small group of people and the people listening, that we can go out in the world and be fed uh, by this grace, be fed by this fellowship, love ourselves and other people, provide the good lessons, and, and be receptive to those good loving lessons so that we can deal with the problems that lay ahead and also really enjoy the wonderful world that you've given us. In Jesus' name, we're so thankful, and we love you. Amen. Amen. Fantastic. Another great one. All righty. And here is my blurb. Faith is a podcast open to anyone. You may not believe at all. You may be Muslim, Jewish, agnostic, or atheist. You may have had horrible experience in the church, which have made you turn your back to God. You can still have faith. We ask that you listen to this podcast, even challenge us. We're on Facebook, SoundCloud. That's where the podcast is. You can also uh, write us directly. I have a uh, Twitter and also Instagram account. You can find me, Reg Space Clay, and D.L. Carragher for Deb. And share what you feel. Don't feel alienated because we speak of what we believe. The Bible has been around for thousands of years. And even now, in the age of the Internet and social media and great technology, it still has a message for all of us. You can listen to this podcast on the Apple Podcast app or on iTunes. Just open up your iTunes app, click on Store, go on the search engine on the upper right-hand side and search for you got to have faith and you'll find us. If you use Android, download the SoundCloud app or just go on SoundCloud.com. Search for us and you will find us. Thank you for listening and God bless.